This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the great American race, the Daytona 500, and speak to the newest driver at Dick Johnson Racing ahead of the Clipsal 500. I hope you stay with us. First off to America and Daytona, Florida was hosting the 55th running of the Great American Race. This year's running saw Danica Patrick starting from the pole the first time a woman had had that honour. But it was Jimmy Johnson who won his second Daytona 500, grabbing the spotlight as she faded on the final laps. Jimmy Johnson's second win was a special one considering his history in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. It is just awesome. There's no other way to describe it. Um, 400 starts, every one of those starts with Lowe's and Hendrick Motorsports. Oh, I about that. Um, got a little material left over. Um, to be the first to win the Gen 6, in a Gen 6 car, and, and that car is a Chevrolet, a Chevy SS, uh, just a very, very proud moment. It's, plate racing, as we all know in here, has been a little tough on the 48 for the last few years, so I'm happy to get through it all, and um, you know, just a strong race car. I feel like the speed our car had in it um, allowed me to really have control of the race there late, and I felt like I was sitting on something all day um, and was just ready to, ready to have some fun when it counted, and, and it did. Patrick not only was the pole sitter in the Great American Race, but she's also became the first woman in history to lead laps at Daytona's 500-mile event eventually finishing in eighth place after she was up to third at the start of the final lap. It's nice to lead at um, later on in the race, just um, just to, to have done that, to, to lead laps. But um, but it was it was steady. I mean, I spent most of the day half throttle running behind people. Um, so, it, you know, when you get in that line, that nice outside line where it's just single file, I didn't feel like it was a wise idea to drop low and try and figure out how to pass, you were probably going to find yourself much further back. So um, I suppose that's the only downside to running in that front group all day was that I never got any practice passing. I never tried really anything. Um, the only thing we really did was on those starts, the, the, the inside line had a lot of momentum um, for the first couple of laps. So, you know, that was kind of the most action that happened until the very end there. Um, once that inside line at the end of the race had dedicated followers, it, it, it was strong. Um, but, uh, you know, once Jimmy got in the outside line, um, I think it showed, you know, that he was he was fast. And so congrats to Jimmy. It was nice to, nice to get a Chevy to win the race. V8 Supercars kick off their season at the Clipsal 500 at the Parkland Circuit in Adelaide. And it is a young New Zealand driver who will be taking the wheel of the number 12 Dick Johnson Racing prepared Falcon to start his main game career. Johnny Reed is no stranger to motor racing, but it is his first time he gets to step up and make the move into V8 supercars. Oh, I, I don't doubt it will be difficult. Um, there's, there's no, no question. Um, I never, never came into uh, supercars even last year as an endurance driver, thinking it was going to be easy. But there, there are definitely, um, you know, uh, disadvantages from not being at the test day and, and things like that from Eastern Creek. But you, you can't well on that you know you, you can't um, why would I want to use negativity I just want to be positive and, and look at what I can bring out of this I'm in it for the long haul um, I want to be in supercars um, for 
not not just for one year, but for many years. And uh, you know, I, I want to have a, a decent crack at at uh, the championship when uh, when all the all the things uh, all the stars have aligned and I'm I'm up to speed. You know, so really for me, um, there's a whole process to go through, and uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge, 100%. And uh, I've got a great team around me to to help me do that. Can you talk us through the process of how do you? get yourself into a position where you can eventually get selected because it's not a five-minute job even though it does seem like it's come together in that last 11th hour. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, you're always going to have these, these deals and, and various supercars. For me, um, I guess uh, the, the most important thing is that I uh, came to Australia in about, I think it was 2010, 2011, um, I did some testing with Kelly Racing. You just got to be, uh, you know, in the circle. You got to be, uh, you know, putting your name out there and just, um, you know, for some people, um, they said to me uh, that, you know, the, the Porsche Career Cup was, um, you know, a, a very, a very good championship to to break into that. And uh, it has its, has its difficulties too because you're not quite in the same car. And maybe some teams uh, look at that, but I think. With the with the timing of this car and probably the talk of the car being more Porsche-like, I think it's just really uh, you know put uh, put me in a good position with my successes from 2012 and 2011 also um, in the Porsche Cup cars and it's um, it's just grateful to be I'm very grateful to be on the grid and uh, you know it's it's an exciting road ahead. The announcement comes on Monday of the Clips All Week seat fittings and all these other pieces that come together to get you comfortable in the car, were they taking place last week or have they started on Monday of this week? Oh, it's been a, uh, it's been a fight and a half to get everything done, but um, like I said, the boys here are very, very dedicated and I think that's one thing that um, all, the, all the DJR fan base um, should take note of. The, the boys here are really passionate that really wanted to be uh, part of this championship and you know, they've had many sleepless nights, so um, really, they've built two fantastic cars, and uh, you know, with the seat fittings and everything taking place in such a short, uh, such short notice, as you say, it's just incredible that these guys are, uh, you know, still standing, and and uh, the cars are already gone to Clipsal. So it's just, it's a fantastic feeling. And of course, uh, the sponsorship involvements. How? Do you now work yourself and integrate yourself into the DGR sponsorship platform? Um, I guess you know you've got to have uh, some sort of credential with you, and um, you know with my with my background in single seaters and that, and uh, obviously the successes I've had in Porsche, um, you know, was a good fit. And you know, Steve and I, uh, along with Drew Russell, um, won the uh, Bathurst 12 hour in Class B category. Um, and things just started evolving from there. And um, you know, Steve actually uh, helped help me out on uh, the, one of the Kura Cup races as well. With when I had coolant leaking out of my car, he was running around with uh, some water bottles trying to fill it up and get me back out there. And um, I, I guess he's just been a friendly face for, for a while uh, in the last sort of six to six to twelve month period. And um, you know, things have grown from that. And as I said, winning the Bathurst 12-hour in Class B was um, another highlight for us. You talk about your single-seater career. That was very much the focus. Why did you have to then shift from trying to go to that international uh, single-seater career back to Asia-Pacific and uh, to Tin Tops? Um, 
Oh well, A1 GP had its own um, own issues at the end of the end of the day, and um, with the series uh, falling over, it was it was always going to be difficult to to stay a driver as part of that. So I had to move on to other things, and um, you know, with the global financial crisis at the time, you know, I was actually losing some personal sponsors as well, and it just made um, made things very very difficult. So um, you know. Some say uh, close to the brink of Formula One. I I never really felt that close to it because I knew the uh, the level of investment to get me me through. But a lot of uh, my competitors were able to pull things together and and, and get through that. And um, you know I have no uh, no real regrets. I just have fond memories of my single seater career and uh, watching um, some some of the other fine drivers that were racing uh, alongside me at the time. Um, pursue the F1 route and uh, now I'm, I'm over in supercars and very happy about that. And what's your goal? You go to Clipsal this weekend? I, I really uh, probably uh, as, a, as a team I think we just want to finish the race you know with the, with the late notice of everything and, and uh, with the car I'm not really even predicting anything I'm just going to go there and take it as it, as it is and uh, and get through it and, um, and then uh, re, uh, revisit the the scope then, you know. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. We'll be wrapping up the Clipsal 500 and, of course, following the change from two to four wheels for one MotoGP champion, Casey Stoner, in the Dunlop series. I hope you can join us then. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.